It's East meets Fresh in this buddy cop action comedy spanning two continents. Jackie Chan is a no-nonsense kung fu fighting detective from the mean streets of Hong Kong with a tentative grasp on the English language, while Chris Tucker is a street-smart, loudmouth LAPD officer with a tentative grasp on the English language, brought together after a consul's daughter is kidnapped they're forced to set aside their cultural and professional differences and get comfortable saying the N-word in order to get her back. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Guys, let's talk about Rush Hour. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. Who's out of bullets? All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging, son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an F. Agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, eh? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back to 5GFA, and uh, today we're going to be talking about Rush Hour. Woo! Rush Hour, 1998, Ow! taking it back to the 90s. For this a change. Is, for a change, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not the amazing year that 1994 was, but 1998 had its moments. Uh, Rush Hour was actually the first English-language Jackie Chan movie where he didn't overdub all of his English lines. That's right. I thought that was super interesting. This movie got 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score, 78%. That's probably the smallest difference of any movie that we've done so far. Yeah, I think you're right. They're yeah, both yeah. too high. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Shots fired Damn. early. <laughs> Interesting fact, Rotten Tomatoes related, this movie actually inspired the creation of the Rotten Tomatoes website. What? I had no idea. But what? there's very few tomatoes in this movie. <laughs> So apparently, <laughs> Let the alone rotten ones. <laughs> apparently the Rotten Tomatoes founder was a big Jackie Chan fan, and he wanted to collect all the reviews for all the past movies Jackie Chan had made in Hong Kong and China, and wanted to as they were released in the U.S. And so he put the site together in uh, about two weeks and released uh, the website just in time for this movie. So Jackie Chan fans worldwide could unite. I didn't wow. realize Rotten Tomatoes was that old. See, I thought, 1998, I thought it was, like, even older. I just, websites. No, I don't think yeah. I caught on yeah. in a while. <laughs> it didn't hit my register until, like, 2005. All right, well, let's let's go around and let's do our first impressions. So what's what did you first think when you first saw this movie? I gotta say, I remember as a kid, just, this is, like, the first movie I saw that had a lot of, like, stunt scenes and fighting scenes where I was just like, whoa. Like, that's really cool. It felt like he could not lose a fight to anyone. And so my first impression, I just remember thinking, like, wow, he's so cool seeing him do all these stunts. And, like, he was the first actor I really, truly believed that he was doing all of his stunts. You know, some people have doubles and things, but it was he's like... He's no, no Kenny Espinosa, but he's good. <laughs> I also he, really like Chris Tucker. 
Uh, when we when we decided to do Rush Hour, um, I was super excited. I was like, what a classic. Watching Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker together again on a case. This is going to be so good. And then I watched it. Not as good as I remembered. Yeah. I kind of um, yeah. had a similar experience. I think it's so much about putting these two characters together and seeing them interact and have fun. And after having already gone through that experience, there's not much left to the imagination. It's just like, yeah, that's th- those were the jokes. It was good to refresh my memory. I'm glad we watched it. I had a good time. But yeah. uh, it wasn't uh, quite at the level that I remembered it you know, nostalgically. Yeah, I thought that the plot was a lot more in-depth. At least uh, that's how I remember it. And um, I also thought the movie was a lot longer. It's like, it's it's like an hour and a half. Yeah. Nice and tight. Um, yeah, this movie was a great action movie. I remember just becoming a Chris Tucker fan during that time. Uh, yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. I had this movie on DVD as a kid. One of, again, like 30 DVDs I had. Uh, so I think from like... 1999 to 2004 I watched it like 40 times (laughs) and like listened to the director's commentary which I gotta say Brett Ratner what a guy Uh, a lot of great insight there Uh, really delightful man can do no wrong (laughs) (laughs) not my book this guy's got a great future ahead of him Um, but uh, no it, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid and uh, I, I watched it for the first time in over a decade, I'd say. And it was still a delightful little time. Jackie Chan is like the man for high school. I was like all in on Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, the relationship. Uh, I just, I, I really like this movie. But like you guys said, it had been a while. And uh, I, wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't as fond of it this time around. <laughs> no, it was nice to uh, kind of divide up in my mind. I had so much of two and yeah. one mixed together. Oh my oh, god! So it was I nice to... to untangle that web and be like, okay, that was definitely two. <laughs> okay. I guess one of the pieces of trivia that I read about this movie was they did an initial screening for audiences, and all the reaction was like, "We want more Jackie Chan." That's right. And so they added the scene where he's saving the uh, Chinese artifacts while fighting the guys, and oh, like yeah. rewatching it after I read that. His hair is completely different <laughs> from the rest of the movie, so you can definitely tell. I still wanted more. After yeah, seeing absolutely. it in its final version, oh, yeah. like I could have used three more. You take Chris Tucker out of the movie, he can be replaced. You take Jackie Chan out of the movie, who's Chris Tucker? Right, right. Like, you know. To be fair, I was writing out all my favorite quotes and literally all Chris Tucker. I'm Ooh. not saying it doesn't work. Who do you think him. could have played the Chris Tucker role if not Chris Tucker? Uh, Martin Lawrence was the original choice for Carter. Uh, Eddie Murphy was offered the role, but he turned it down to make Holy Man. Because he already made Beverly Hills 1 through 3 and uh, 48 hours and another 48 hours. Dave Chappelle, Will Smith, and Tupac Shakur were all considered for the role. The original... Tupac would be yeah, cool. Tupac's like definitely the coolest one. Could have yeah, done yeah. like a Weekend at Bernie's kind of thing. <laughs> the, the original casting choices before they involved Jackie Chan was actually supposed to be Chris Farley and Martin Lawrence. Chris Whoa. Farley and Tupac. So it was a <laughs> like, Chris Farley trying to like do do? flips over cars. Like, was that all the same in the script? Yeah, it it was a a very different movie. It turned into what would become Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, (laughs) that's right. Which we also will be doing on the podcast. Okay, so in the the first scene of the movie, we are presented with Jackie Chan, who's infiltrating um, a Chinese mafia syndicate on a boat. 
and not the triads. Not the triads. <laughs> this, is, two. this is Jun Tao, which we <laughs> don't know Tao. if Jun Tao is a person or if it's the name of the whole syndicate or, or what is it. It's just something we hear repeated about forty-five times yeah, throughout he, the movie. He, he yeah. refers to it. He's like, "Where is Jun Tao?" And the guy responds, saying responds with something like, "Jin yeah. Tao well, is everywhere." When he like, says it, when he sees that the one Holy guy, Spirit. he has like what white hair, short white hair, blonde hair, Sang. something, right? Saying, yeah. yeah. Whenever he sees him, he's like, "Oh, Jun Tao," because he knows like he's related. Yeah, I thought he was Jun Tao yeah. for like the first hour of the movie. Until this watch, I always thought he was Jun Tao. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I just found out today he wasn't. <laughs> uh. So at the end of the scene. Jun Tao or Sang, whoever the blonde guy is, he gets away, but Jackie Chan recovers a bunch of uh, stolen artifacts. And we get our, we get a good, some good stunts. We're introduced, like, hey, yeah. I'm in, Jackie he al- Chan. He almost gets crushed by two different like shipping containers. Yeah, I read he almost died in that scene it's in true. real life. Like it's his true. head nearly missed it by a couple inches. Insane. Yeah. Why did Jackie Chan go in alone? Why did like? Well, because he doesn't have a partner either. His partner and then died. we find out. Oh. Oh. No, but after. Did it- Jun Tao killed his He's partner. He's dead? 50 yeah. like, Hong Kong police officers show up, and it's like, right. why did you go in by yourself? Yeah, he you could have definitely captured this guy. Well, the other thing, too, is like, if Jackie Chan sighted. had just shot the guy, everything would have been fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. He could yeah. have just shot him. But he's got a he's got a code yeah. as Pollard is very fond of. Very fond. You have yeah. to have morals somewhere along the line, <laughs> right? Because you can't the, go in guns blazing, right? Because yeah. you're Sang gonna is hate like McSullivan. Because <laughs> <laughs> there yet. Sang is like shoot me, and he doesn't do it. Um, and then we go to we find out it's the last day of British rule in Hong Kong. Which why is that included? I I don't know. I don't know if they made that up or if it was really like only like twenty years ago. Serious tone. Yeah, right. Gonna be a lot of international. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's some political workings here. Trade embargoes, possibly. Okay, so uh, Jackie Chan and the consul uh, are good friends, and we find out that he's moving to the U.S. with his daughter, who's very cute, and Jackie Chan is training her to take out people's eyes. Uh, It's called self-defense, bro. Come on. No, but eye gouges. Yeah, she's yeah. a little girl. What's she supposed to do? If she punches a guy, it's not going to like knock him down. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I'm with Brandon. The, he says, like, work on your kicks. To the, kicks like, and your eye gouges. And your eye gouges. And it's like, is this like the Three Stooges School of Martial Arts? Like, slap what? your face a bunch when you're frustrated? <laughs> like, eye gouges. <laughs> Go straight for the nuts and the eye gouges. Obviously, you've never fought someone much bigger than you, Kyle. That's what you got to do. I've never fought anyone. I'm a pacifist. In the original (laughs) version, he shows her Roadhouse and teaches her how to rip out a throat. (laughs) Right. She wasn't. When it was Chris Farley. Due to copyright issues, uh, they weren't allowed to use that and had to rewrite. Uh, So then we're introduced to Chris Tucker. Uh, Great Chris Tucker, Chris Penn scene right after this. Name? Uh, James Carter. So or Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. We're introduced to <laughs> ex-president Jimmy Carter. Yes. Uh, played by Chris Tucker. He's got that Corvette. Is it a Corvette? Is it Such Stingray? A, yeah, Corvette Stingray. I think it's like so a cool. 72 or something like that. be a good time to introduce our car expert, Ryan Pollard. Yeah, I found an ad for that Corvette trying to be sold. I think it was like 2006 on eBay with Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan's signature like on the dash. No way. <laughs> yeah. On I Craig could, Oh, I on could, eBay. You said. On eBay. I couldn't find conclusively like who bought it or how so it was. So you didn't sold. click buy it now. No. <laughs> the the buyer was asking for like fifty thousand dollars and the biggest bid a day before it finished was like eighteen thousand. So Wow. It's not that much for not a lot of value. Yeah, no. But the car from the movie. That's wow. 
The rush hour stock. I don't want it. Dip down. <laughs> but that's cool. It's Someone... a cool car. It's just these autographs in the windshield make it really difficult to drive. <laughs> yeah. just... Right in the blind spot? Why? <laughs> it's blind? Uh, so we get, yeah, so we get the ex-president Jimmy Carter and uh, Chris Penn scene where it's kind of a sting operation, but I guess not a lot of people knew about the sting operation because <laughs> right. it's foiled by other LAPD cops. Right. Um, yeah, Chris Penn is selling C4 out of the trunk of his car yeah. at a diner in a very populated part of LA, and it's like, you didn't want to meet somewhere more discreet? But know, it's okay, he brought it. a gun, so yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then, he was prepared. <laughs> yeah, and then he ends up shooting two cops. He ends up crashing into cop cars. Yeah. He ends up getting his car exploded. And ho- it's just because like, it's loaded with C4. Are you the worst criminal ever? Like No, but then also, like right after the car explodes, then Chris Tucker decides to tell him that he's under arrest. Yeah. It's like... I, I, and like, he does his Michael Jackson dance. Like, yeah, yeah we that's get. really cool. It's a, it's a classic McSullivan move. You <laughs> blew is. up half of the city and you're about to gloat in their right. face. Yeah. He got his guy. <laughs> yeah. That's Damn, what matters. Right. Bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So then we get to the, the kidnap scene. Yun, who is the consul's daughter, is getting driven to school. Big Mariah Carey fan. She's a huge Mariah Carey fan. We meet Chinese Tom Brady. We meet Chinese Tom Brady <laughs> yeah. and regular Tom Brady, surprisingly yeah. enough, who are driving her uh, during rush hour Whoa. in L.A. Whoa. I know. And this, is, the this is where they say it, because the guy from the beginning sang, and he comes over to the car and, and while they're kind of in traffic, and they're like, oh, is there a problem, the officer? And he says, no problem. Rush hour, and then bang, shoots yeah. the guy. Shoots him. Girl gets uh, out of the car, runs free, and didn't didn't do her eye gouges. So sweet little motorcycle guy comes and picks her right up, and boom, we we got a problem on our hands, boys. Hey, all you Flickr fans, do you ever get frustrated when you try to tuck in your shirt but end up with a billowy, wrinkled disaster in your pants? Well, you need to head over to Crisp Tucker. Tight shirts tucked crisply into your pants. Do you understand the shirt coming out of my pants? That's Crisp Tucker, available at most pant stores. So the FBI get involved, and, uh, you know, the consul, whose best friend is one of the most elite detectives in Hong Kong, wants to get him in on the case. But the FBI is hesitant, which I, I ask myself, why? Like, why are they right, hesitant they to involve somebody the, else? The last thing we need is for him to die and create an international situation. Worse than having the consul's daughter die? But, or but like, like, I mean, like, different syndications of police forces have to coordinate with each other all the time like it would be very explainable that we had an international case and it required international a police force like i mean these fbi agents are kind of like dicks but i'm like with them on this like they're here in la they know the area they're set up like I don't understand why this one. They don't do guy anything the whole movie to try to <laughs> yeah. find the dog. No, so why are you on their team? I mean, we got the location. They do, yeah. they do terrible work throughout the movie, but in the beginning, as it's getting started, I'm kind of with them. Of like, listen, just like let us do our thing, which we find out was a bad thing. And Jackie Chan, you know, saves her uh, with Chris Tucker. Debatable. But... Debatable. <laughs> why not? Jackie Chan did any? Why not in the movie. ask for help though? Like, why not get together? Yeah. You know, like the fact that they're so against it is what. Yeah. Plus that. Let's get him. Let's embarrass the. LAPD and get him yeah. a babysitter. It's like, like that that was more important to hit them. Yeah. It's like let's then, embarrass some LAPD officer yeah, like, rather this than is, like this let's is solve this case. This is run of the mill FBI stuff. Yeah. This is a shut and close case. Mm-hmm. We'll have it solved in no problem. Like, Plus 
Jackie Chan is already involved in like the artifacts trying to have been stolen, stolen. Right. And so he's like, it's art. It's a he developed knows, case. Right. He, he knows right. Jun Tao better than anyone. Right. Like, yeah. let's get him involved. There's a good chance that what he just yeah. went through. The is, consul's daughter and him are tight as shit. They're like, least, you know, they talking, do explain that out. that compromises his involvement in the case. But I don't no, buy that for a minute. No. He should have no. been included at least in like a consulting capacity. Yes. Right, a 1099 rather than yeah. like a W-2. Give what us do you know intel. about <laughs> Where can we find these guys? Give us intel and everything. What do you know about it? What you know? What are we looking for? What are no we doing No one said with? they're that like, just, just take him around L.A. and like show him some sights and babysit yeah, get him. Yeah, get him some food. Yeah, just... You drop the ball, Ratner. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> just on this. Just this one specific thing. <laughs> so yeah, so the FBI, they want to get somebody to babysit uh, Jackie Chan, Detective Lee, when he comes to the States, because as the console explains, he's already on a plane. He's already on his way. Um, so the FBI are like, let's get some disgraced LAPD officer and kind of embarrass him and make him be the babysitter of uh, Detective Lee. And so ex-president Jimmy Carter gets the G-14 classified case. That's right, Chris Tucker, G-14 classified. Only Which, one term for Jimmy Carter. It's really sad. <laughs> Chris Tucker's character finds out that this is just a babysitting gig, and he goes to pick up Jackie Chan from the airport, which he's uh, allowed to drive his amazing stingray. I had an issue with this. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. Go, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? He area. says his plane lands in an hour, and the next scene we see President Carter <laughs> <laughs> with his car right next to the plane on the tarmac, and I, it's just like, how did they? Even G14 if he had the, classified. Yeah, he had clearance. clearance. Even <laughs> if he had the clearance to drive to be on the tarmac, for sure wasn't allowed to drive his own car right. all the way up there, right to where the plane's getting on. He went. But this, this it's okay. I'm a limo driver. <laughs> this also. I wouldn't believe that. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, so they meet. It's you know the meeting of of east and west, and Jackie Chan's pretending that he doesn't speak English, but later it's revealed yeah. that he does. And they decide to drive down to Chinatown so that Chris Tucker can kind of drop Jackie Chan off there and make him feel comfortable. And also, Chris Tucker's like, you know what? I'm going to solve this case myself. I'm going to try and do a little bit. Yeah. You of miss a lot of uh, racially charged lines <laughs> yeah, from Chris Tucker disapprovingly. Like, you go ahead and I don't some need, of those, Kyle. I don't need any chunking cop. <laughs> First, I get a bullshit assignment. Now, Mr. Rice Aroni. <laughs> It's like oh all God. just like racially insensitive oh, jabs sure. towards Jackie Chan, and he thinks he doesn't understand him. So Chris Tucker decides to talk louder and say the same <laughs> shit again. He uh, he calls back to the station. He's like, "What is this? What do you guys set me up for? I'm gonna drop this guy off at Panda Express." <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's ten God. minutes of just really Woo. insensitive. Like watching comments. this movie in 2019, you're like, "There's no way <laughs> no. That any of this gets put into a script." But in if it was made in 1989, it would be even worse. Oh. Mm -hmm. Me. Yeah, he would have been in traditional Chinese garb. Oh, yeah. You know, it would have been way over the top. The first place that they go to is like, looks like home, doesn't it? You might see one of your cousins around here. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, also, geez. so also piece of trivia, Chris Tucker improvised most of his lines. So oh, that's no, all Chris no, Tucker. No. They said just go words. with it. Well, and he takes them to see the handprints, and he's like, John Wayne. Who, which who, which who is a nice play? future callback, yeah, to Shanghai Wait, Noon. future oh. callback? Yeah, it's back, like, call back Jackie Chan didn't know that this was going to happen in Shanghai Noon, but in Shanghai Noon, it's foreshadowing. The best, uh, the best quote in Shanghai Noon, if we're doing that pod, I love is, it. Uh, wow. <laughs> what's your name? John Wayne. That's, That's a, a terrible, terrible cowboy, cowboy name. name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So uh, Chris Tucker's getting some information from one of his contacts in the Stucky. CD in the CD underworld. His who's Stucky. Played by John Hawks. John Hawks of 
Everything. Of everything. There you go. John you really Hawks want to everything. know? Yeah. Let's no, I just, I have no idea who this guy is. And then. John Hawks from, okay. I'm just going to start at 2003. Identity. Me Ooh. and Everyone You Know. American okay. Gangster. Okay. Uh, the Donnie Darko sequel. Ooh, Donnie Winter's Darko Bone, too. There's a sequel? Contagion. Donnie Darkest? Lincoln. <laughs> Everest. <laughs> and the Peanut Butter Falcon in theaters soon. Ooh. John Hawks. So he steals the show. Yeah, he does really well. He's, he he's handing is, out his star maps. Uh, star maps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. You can't have that movie without that scene. No, no. John Hawks just puts in a tour de force performance. He accepts that bribe yeah. like no other. Oh, it's so it's good. Great. It's so good. I don't want to get derailed, and I don't want to talk too much about John Hawks, because I tend to do that. But I'm just saying. This is some of the saying. best content we've produced on this podcast. I am officially a John Hawks fan now i wasn't before but i am now yeah too. exactly we're sold as a podcast pro john hawks I think <laughs> yes we can all yes, <laughs> yes. this will be the rush hour slash john hawks uh episode yeah. of the podcast uh so anyways going back to the uh, plot of this movie what movie are we doing uh rush hour <laughs> oh yeah rush hour we're doing uh, the first one or the second one <laughs> it's not clear yet Third two one. or three two or three Third which one, one? <laughs> This is around the time that Jackie Chan actually ditches Chris Tucker. He gets on the bus. He gets on the bus. Who knows how he gets on the bus? Who knows how Jackie Chan does he a does lot of He does some Jackie Chan things. Oh, this is the the steering wheel. No, 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 not yet. He's on the tu- he's on the tourist bus. Jackie Chan is escaping on this bus. Chris Tucker has to run after him. Uh, finds him and pulls a gun on him as any right. LAPD Jumps officer on the bus. would. Yep. Jackie Chan has to jump off of the bus and holds onto the Hollywood sign, which is pretty iconic. And he gets the guy with like the car truck full of pallets to like slow down underneath him. Yeah, and, like, he, waves so he's holding him. on with one hand. Yeah, he's holding onto the Hollywood which sign with one hand. Which is not the first or, or not the last time he'll do this in the movie. The, which part? Hanging on something. Yeah, and then falling. Yeah, yeah. he a does lot it of a lot. Hanging, falling. Yeah. A lot of yeah. he gets into a taxi. And uh, thinks he can get away, but Chris Tucker is able to catch up with him by stealing a stealing motorcycle. Stealing a motorcycle, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. good stunts. Great stunts. Do we think uh, Chris Tucker actually rode the motorcycle? It, he, like, wobbles out. Like, it looks like, like <laughs> yeah, it that's... looks shaky. Like, yeah. Chris Tucker actually was like, let me get on there. And, like, it didn't work out very no. well. But and then they got the stunt He didn't guy. eat shit, yeah. Uh, so then we find out Jackie Chan actually does speak English, so he's listening to all right. of Chris Tucker's racially charged speech earlier. He, whole, he does that charade for such a short amount of time. I, mm-hmm. That's another I, one I remember you it being it a longer. really long time before he revealed he knows English. In reality, it was like an hour. Um, but okay, so he speaks English, and you know they have a little discussion in the car, and then they go off to meet another one of Chris Tucker's uh, contacts. And so they go into a bar, and Jackie Chan or Chris Tucker's like, "Hey, just watch me and do what I do. You know, we'll do a little bit of a police investigation." So in this scene, um, I was shocked. There is uh, four uses of the N-word. Yeah. Two, two by... by each. <laughs> two by each of them. And I would think today this gets an R rating just for that. But yeah, how did it not get an R rating I don't for that? Know. PG-13, I watched baby. it so many times as a kid. And, like, you know, I never even thought that that was, like, a weird scene. Yeah. And as an adult, it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. That is a lot of N-words. Did so, you ever see yeah. this movie, like, the TV version of this on TBS or anything? No. Oh, it's, it's funny. What did they say? Uh, it's like clearly someone else's voice over Jackie Chan's, and he's, "What's up, my Negro?" And it's like somebody with a way higher voice than him. Uh, yeah, but the TV version is super weird in that scene. But it's good. Jackie Chan learns what he can't say in America. I do like the interaction in the back room. Oh yeah, because so Chris Tucker pulls a gun on the guy, right? Just trying to like fool yeah. Jackie Chan into thinking that he's going to do some serious police work, but he he's just he talking has to his cousin. that moment of like when you're training someone at work. 
Yeah. And you're just kind of at your wit's end of like, I need a breather. Like, let me just, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pretend I got to do something separate. Like, you go out. Trust me, this is fine. Yeah. And then just exhales and like, oh. Thank God I don't yeah. have to like put on airs anymore. Oh, no, no. And he does some police work. He asks what's going on. He asks, you know, who's, sure. who's looking for, I think, explosives at the time. I don't think it's yeah. C4 specific. He knew who's moving the ammunition, who's doing yep. that. So, yeah, so he's yep. doing investigating. And his time. cousin knows, like, oh, there's somebody in Chinatown buying up a bunch of stuff. Right. So that's his that's his clue right there. But also, I love Chris Tucker's interaction with the guy that's smoking weed uh, <laughs> in the like in like as they're walking in. You better got got cool coma. Table. I take your ass, dear. You know that? For what? I... For what? Look at this. That's just nothing but cigarette. This cigarette weed. Well, it looking like a cigarette. You better have glaucoma. I do. You can tell Chris Tucker's done this a few times before, and the oh, guy's just like, sure. whatever, man. <laughs> like, you're, you're not going to do shit. Oh, uh, it's great. I love his interaction with that guy. So Chris Tucker has his information. Jackie Chan, after saying the N-word twice, uh, gets into a classic Jackie Chan. It's a real brouhaha. Yeah, yeah. It's classic Jackie Chan prop fight. And that's what I love about Jackie Chan. Uh, Donnie Brook, you might even call it. Sure, I'll yes. call it a Donnie Brook. He uses the overhead lamp. He uses everything. He's underneath and on top of a lot of pool tables. Uh, he gets the pool cues in hand. Yeah, he breaks one with his arm. And that's the other thing I love about Jackie Chan is he always looks like he gets hurt. It shows he's real, man. He can I feel pain, it. but he still fights through. That's where it. Chris exactly. Farley really would have worked with the physical comedy. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a saying the N word would have been funny with yeah. Chris Farley. He yeah, do we think that would have been funnier with Chris Farley? Yeah. Oh, funny for sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah not as. If you're, it would have been just a very different scene. Yeah. Because it wouldn't. Movie. Yeah, because it wouldn't have been like Chris Farley's learning English, so he doesn't know. Right. Yeah. He would be very purposeful with that. He would've, it would have been from a dumb. You know, um, kind of simplistic point of view where he didn't realize he was saying it that right, or right. Like that. Yeah. After this, wow. they go. Can you imagine that scene with Tupac and then Chris Farley says the N word? <laughs> oh no, it's very different. It's and not the as light. Are making a move around. Um, so after this, uh, Chris Tucker handcuffs Jackie Chan to his car because he doesn't want him moving anywhere. Yeah, he's like, "What do you want? Like a couple noodles? We're gonna get some food. You want a couple noodles?" He's like, I'll get you a burrito instead, but Jackie Chan's got other things on his mind, and he needs to get out of there. So he gets that steering wheel. Gets it right off. And gets a taxi to the consulate. That he does. And he has to be creative and, uh, you know, one-handed, disarming a lot of these guards that pull a gun on him. Because he doesn't understand. He can't tell them who he is for some reason or another. And I would have thought that steering wheel would have been a major hindrance. Turns out, not so much. Nope, More not for prop Jackie fighting. Chan. Exactly. Not Jackie Chan. And see, I love... To my, to my surprise, he was quite equipped. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a nimble little guy. Nothing led me to believe Jackie Chan would have been able to no, do you're like, anything with this steering wheel. This steering wheel, wheel is going to completely weigh him down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no way he's going to Also, Chris Tucker and him, like... They have, like, a nice moment where he's like, yeah, like, right after this, I'm going to take you to the consulate. And, like, you kind of believe Chris Tucker. Like, he didn't need to slap the wrists, yeah. like, on him and, like, tie him to the steering wheel. It seemed like, okay, you guys are finally going to get along. So they reunite back at the consulate where the FBI agents are there with the dad of Su Young. And, um, What's his name? Uh, Consul Han. Yes. Yes. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Jackie Chan makes his way into the console. He kind of shimmies up a tree, makes his way in. And yeah, he does a bunch of things. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. Very Dismantles creative. a gun. Yep. Like, With one hand and another hand. Through the steering wheel. And Again, like, I thought he wouldn't be able to do that, but with the <laughs> right. steering wheel, he was he's yeah. more capable than I am. I'll say that. So well, like, then, oh, we get the, then we get the call. We get uh, the phone call. Yeah, the ransom Chris, call. Chris Tucker shows up. 
And unbeknownst to him, he's doing like police work and he picks up the phone to call somebody, but that's right when the ransomers call. This and scene is don't. important because we get um, Jackie Chan. We get to see that he cares about Chris Tucker. Right, because he, he, he defends in. him. Yeah, he yeah. says he was showing me around. So we kind of see the start of their actual friendship. Chris Tucker's exactly. also threatening him. True. <laughs> he says, yeah, he mouths, <laughs> I will kill you. Yeah, yeah, he is, though. He's like off screen, like, but at this point, we know that Jackie Chan's not going to get killed by that buffoon. Yeah, yeah that's so. true. Yeah. He knows that Chris Tucker is harmless. Right. Right, right. Yeah. So anyway, so we get the ransom call. And the, the demands of the people that have Suyun are $50 million in used American currency, very specific amounts and very specific denominations. I want $20 million in 50. $20 million in 50. $20 million in 20. $20 million in 20s. And 10 million in 10. And 10 million in 10s. You want any fives with that? You want any fives with that? Oh, it's so good. good. That's what I'm saying. Like, so seeing this over and over, like, yes, it's not as good as I remember, but I consistently laugh at every single Chris Tucker joke. Yeah. He carries the movie. He does. Him and John Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The one John Hawks scene haunts me to this day. I dream about it. Yeah. What else was John Hawks in? Oh, God. Um, Knock uh, around guys. I don't don't think Uh, he was in much. He's probably mostly known for Hardball. Not sure if you remember that. Oh, Rollerball with Chris Klein. Yeah. Bookie friend. Yep. The yep, yep. Keanu Reeves was when he coached the little kids. <laughs> so they they track the phone call to a warehouse after Sang makes his ransom demands, uh, and hilarity ensues. I think this is where we actually, I think Jackie Chan, uh, Detective Lee, uh, really shows his worth because they nice. go to this kind of beat up building. And yeah, they trace the phone call, which they, leads them there. And they end up here, and they're all going into the building, yeah. and the, Jackie Chan tells Chris Tucker, like, they shouldn't go in there, like, something's wrong. And he's like, okay, yeah, go tell him. And he goes to walk over, and then Chris Tucker stays behind. So Jackie Chan goes and does it and gets blamed for if he says something stupid. And so he tells the cops, listen, like, you shouldn't go in there. And they're like, stay out of this. We know what we're doing. And then he says such a good line. He says, listen, if you were asking for $50 million, would you be up in a building like this? Mm-hmm. Which is so true. Like, you'd be in this sketchy building that has no, like, out for you and no security and nothing where you can see if people are coming. Because it was all yeah. a trap, as we found out, and Jackie Chan knew. He called it, and they were not willing to listen. They yeah. said he was too emotionally connected because he knew the daughter. And how many people died? Honestly, no. Because they're just racist. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was an asset to the case, and they just dismissed him and put him down the whole movie. There's no reason for them to just this, be so dismissive of this, like, clearly decorated Hong Kong, like agent this is a long uh this begins a long line for the fbi just displaying so much stupidity yeah like these guys are not good at what they're doing but well and lee and uh chris tucker are uh they're they're going around and they're doing like really good detective work like they went and they found chris tucker's leads they found out about people like buying up bombs and starting to do some sketchy things they knew this was wrong. They follow Zhang or whatever, and they get in a fight with him. You like see them kind of starting to bond, and these two normal guys are doing the real detective work. And they have the foot chase. That's where you get the ladder scene. That's where you get the axe throwing. Yeah, I love the ladder scene because you see Jackie Chan doing some like really impressive stunts, and then immediately after that, you see Chris Tucker do like a four-inch vertical jump and try and reach yeah. the ladder. But they get they get a. Uh, 
a remnant of the explosion, right? They find the detonator that mm-hmm. was used right. by Sang. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so Chris Tucker he, is he, thinking, okay. He's like, we need some help. So he's like, let's go get, you know, the other girl cop who's yeah. who's always the wanted Latina to cop. Yeah, yeah, the Latina Johnson, Johnson cop, yeah. yes. She's the one the that Chris expert. Tucker yeah. consistently sexually harasses. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely nothing to do with Brett Ratner. No, no, not all at all. Just Chris Tucker's... Yeah, so they get the all. they get her on board um, to give her like a clue, and all she says is like, "Yeah, it's like use with a bomb. It's like a remote," and that gives them enough. Well, she name. says the C four. Yeah, but like she's very like nonchalant about it. like it could be C four, like it or could it could be, be used to open a garage. It could be yeah. any bomb. Well, um, and so it gives him the clues like C four, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I remember when I bought tried to buy the C four from that other guy." So Clive. it leads them to another lead where he goes. Uh, to get the we get the return Chris of Penn. Chris Penn the return of the Chris return Penn of Chris he goes Penn. to visit him and in Chris jail. Penn sings like a bird <laughs> only to Jackie Chan though because he shows yeah. them a picture of Sue Young and that's when you find out that Jun Tao can be found at Fu Chao <laughs> in right. Chinatown right when they get to Chinatown right after that there's like clearly Chinese style music playing Mm -hmm. as they roll up to Chinatown. It's just really really sets the mood. (laughs) Right. (laughs) This episode of 5GFA is brought to you by June Towel. Have all those April showers and May flowers left you completely drenched? Well, then you need to subscribe to June Towel, the only monthly subscription service that promises a fresh new towel each June. For the low biannual cost of $420, head on over to June Towel and enter promo code 5GFA to receive your new towel next June. So before they go to Chinatown is one of my favorite scenes of the movie, which is, I think, the biggest bonding scene between Lee and Carter. And mm-hmm. they're hanging out at the car, and they're kind of like, oof, you know, like that Whoa. was intense, taking it. Yep. And, and they start bonding over the war song. Absolutely nothing. Sing it! <laughs> and Which, Aaron is deaf now. <laughs> Um, well, I like that scene because they're supposed to be doing like reconnaissance work. They're waiting, so, right? They so have to wait. Yeah. They have like, to wait for the next tip, and they're like, "We're just." It's not hang clue, out. It's not clear what they're waiting for. It's just like we need to the wait. One, let's sing a song. Yeah. When he shows them, they're doing the gun move. Yeah, yeah they're, they're practicing. Yeah. That's one thing that they're really good at in this movie is they set up everything that's going to happen. Yep. Like everything, yeah. like her working on the bomb is set up for later. Just a lot of the things that happen later in the movie are set up early, so you, they're not totally unbelievable when they happen. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think they did a really good job of that. They they and, earn those character beats. Right. Where it's like the the bomb squad lady is like doubtful of her abilities in the beginning, right, and then her and then she's tested at the very yeah. end. And I might be reaching here. Stop Reachy. me. Stop me if I'm reaching <laughs> really on this. As a kid, I was like, you know, I just watched this movie, but today I was like, war, huh? Yeah. What is it good for? What is it good for? <laughs> it makes you stop and think. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, nothing. And I thought like this was the perfect song for their like relationship metaphor of like this is a scene where they actually come together. They're like we don't have to be at odds. We don't have to be like running away from right. each other and chasing each other down. They start to like relate on like We're a very for personal a common level. Goal. And it's like it's a beautiful it was thing. a really great scene of it's that. A beautiful I love thing. it. And it's like, uh, you know martial arts. I know how to cause a scene. <laughs> Together we can yeah, really and both of our dads both can of those kick each other's ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, the they, they talk about their fathers being mm-hmm. uh, in the police force before. But yeah, great, my father caught a bullet music. once. Yeah, yeah. Was, and, and then um, and then we see uh, Chris Tucker finally try some Chinese food. He Real likes Chinese. He food. likes eel and camel hump. Well, and, he doesn't try the camel hump. Mm. So Fu Chow is a real restaurant in L.A. Ooh. I did some deep research here. Okay, it's got three stars on Yelp. 
Ouch. And I pulled some Yelp reviews about it. Mm. They appear to be racist. They refuse <laughs> oh to serve a black patron. My friend Pat, his girlfriend, who is black, and I came to the restaurant for lunch. We sat down and ordered food. Pat and I had our food come out. We waited 20 minutes before asking where her food was. The waiter just pointed at her and said no. <laughs> That's a oh real God. Yelp review of shout out, the, uh, shout out the reviewer. Shame. Shame. I don't have the name. Shame. Maybe after 20 years, they're just sick of <laughs> They're sick of people coming yeah. in, ordering camel's hump and eel. How's your uh, camel hump? Yeah. Uh, so at the same time that they're going to stake out this restaurant, you've also got Sang, the ransom, saying, go meet, you know, drop off the money at the same Chinese restaurant and you'll get your daughter back. Just unfortunate that these two things have to happen at the same time. It just kind of complicates things because we get, you know, Chris Tucker making a scene, Mm -hmm. asked to see Jun Tao. I'm here to see Jun Tao. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to... I'm going to see Jun Tao. Yeah. I'm, I'm his lawyer. Look, we oh, baby, posted on Craigslist. We said, <laughs> is there any him. professional Chris Tucker impersonators out there? This guy responded. Clearly, he's really good. And Jun Tao. Pay him he more. was I'm our third choice. The first two you guys got, you guys got agreed eel. and then canceled. Yeah. That's all, yeah. That's all we can He's get. got some great lines You guys got any camels, huh? He's like, look, my time ain't free. My baby's shitting at home. Shitting all over the place. Yeah. I love it. I love it. literally everything that Chris Tucker says in this movie. I love. He well, smells and, the food. Yeah, he smells it and then he waves it away with a disgusting <laughs> that face. Was great. That was like great. he owns the place. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. and that's his attitude. His attitude is wherever he goes, he owns the place. But it's he's awesome. smart because he sets up Detective Lee outside and goes in separately. So he does go in guns blazing. But yeah, but he has yeah. a plan. No, that that's where I disagree. What was his plan? The plan was for Lee to follow him. So if he can unveil where. Uh, Jun Tao is, and he can get to the back room. Uh-huh. He'll have backup coming later. He's so his his smoke. plan is don't die until Lee gets there. Right, which is not a very well thought out. There's a lot of opportunities for him to get shot, and I don't know why they don't just shoot him upon no. entry. They kick him like a few times, and yeah. then they're like waiting for Sang to give the order. Yeah, when they surrounded him, <laughs> and he and he gets kicked in the face, he he says like, "Who just kicked me?" And apparently that was some sort of like Akira Kurosawa, like homage because yeah. it happens in seven samurai right, to like right. the drunk samurai this is also where we see that chris tucker sees on the video screen that none other than tom wilkinson right. is involved somehow in this the whole twilk. thing what? the twilk himself he's blind <laughs> whole payoff of like june tao being tom wilkinson very unrewarding it was like yeah the one white guy on the surveillance camera obviously was tom wilkinson I don't think they needed to put that in. And then the payoff when you find out it is like the console's right, closest confidant right. yeah. would have made like much more of an yeah, impact. It's watered like, down. Yeah. It's yeah like, I forgot about it, him. If they saved honest. it a little bit more for the end yeah. for like a bigger reveal yeah. during the climax, I think that would have been three white guys better. in the movie. And the other two are FBI agents that have no Dr. ties to Hong Phil. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, having I'm like an FBI uh, agent, <laughs> <laughs> He honestly you got talks some like issues that. Yeah. that we need to settle here. You don't see a lot of like white British men being the villain in a movie of it's a commentary like, on imperialism. Well, it's, it's exactly it's like it's a, a movie of, of particularly a like people of color <laughs> as the uh, protagonist. So just kind of kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. They get fired because they uh, messed it up again. God right. damn it, McSullivan. Jun they get professionally undressed. We don't know if they get fired, but they so, definitely get reprimanded. So they the get reprimanded. Off, the drop-off goes wrong in the after, you know, Lee and Tucker were doing all this, and they were trying to do the drop-off, get the daughter back. goes he wrong. He is lean. <laughs> the FBI get pissed, and lean so and 
they're kind of, you know, Lee and Carter are kind of on the shit list. And so Lee is uh, on a plane heading back to... Again. Yeah, which leads, leads to... Again, like, Jimmy Carter pulls some airport shenanigans. Yeah, somehow he gets a, a ground control outfit. Baggage yes. handler. Baggage handler outfit and he's sneaks onto this plane. Smooth talker. He's like, listen, the left part of the plane is messed up. You gotta go tell the pilot. Like, we I can't be going there. this was pre-9-11, but like, still. Yeah, I... Jesus I, Christ, man. But <laughs> we know he's connected. He's connect. His cousin's, you know, like a, a drug dealer kind of guy. He got the security guard at the that prison. That you know how to sneak onto airplanes? Well, the, the guard at the prison, he knows really well. He's apparently done a lot of favors to a lot of people. So, like, he's positioned himself really sure. well in the in the city to be able to access anything, apparently. Still pretty wild. So he shows up on the plane with the, the baggage handler outfit, trying to convince uh, Lee to come back and help him solve the case, even though they've both been dishonored. Um, for their involvement in getting everything blown up and getting the ransom uh, handover foiled. Um, so they have a little discussion about their daddies and how you know being a police officer was so important to their daddy, and they're back on the case. So at the very end of the movie, everyone's in one place. We've got Lee, we've got Carter, we've got Elizabeth Pena's character, all dressed to just immaculately. They're all, all the in tuxedos, guys. they're all in dresses. Well, Elizabeth Pena's Yeah, the, in uh, the extended version shows them like getting ready. But you got the FBI agents there, Juntao is there, Sang is there. Everybody's ready to make this switch, right? Because since since Lee and Carter messed up the first drop, now the price has gone up to 70 million. Wait, so I have a question about this because what are they actually there for in the event they're presenting? It's the, the artifact. Uh, Chinese it's the artifacts. artifacts. If you remember from the, the beginning of the movie, right? So Lee foiled a plot by Jun Tao to smuggle all these Chinese artifacts out of the country. So they recovered, uh, I think it was like 5,000 year old Chinese artifacts. Yeah, 70 now million year old artifacts. Yeah, 70 Sorry. million year old artifacts. <laughs> and this is a party to present them to the at, Exactly, on at, the, at the Chinese Expo, exactly. So they're there, everybody's there, dressed really well. Um, as Aaron pointed out, Chris Tucker makes the scene really well, so his uh, plan is to get everyone out of there. Titties, titties, titties. <laughs> yes, which leads to one of get my titties favorite, out of there. one of my favorite Chris Tucker lines is he just says titties three times, and then he says, "Get your titties out of here." <laughs> it's just ah, uh, everything that he does is amazing. Again, Brett Ratner can Definitely do no wrong. Did no, not write that. No, no. <laughs> Brett Rat. That was clearly Chris Tucker. Um, so it's. Tom Wilkinson gives himself up. He says, you know what? He doesn't say I'm Gentile, but he he gets the detonator. He confronts the console and says, your daughter's tied up with C4. We're going to take the money and we're going to get out of here. Chris Tucker, Crisp Tucker? is already like going to blow up the situation and maybe kill the girl. And Just she's because like, no, no, he, no. he drives the van back yeah. in. Yeah, and then he drives it. Yeah, and it's yeah. brilliant. It's like, Genius. let's bring the bomb to them. Let's like take the, the, take best the cops whole... Ever. Yeah, let's take it out of the situation. Let's take this bomb and make it it's everyone's problem, not just, you know, the little girls. But And the van can't go slower than 50 miles an hour. And it cannot go slow. Aaron, that's From the point wrong A movie. to point B. What? <laughs> um, so Tom Wilkinson gives his, like, Bond villain speech, which I thought was really weird. Like, they try to explain his motivation, and I don't understand it at all. He was saying, You know, before the changeover, most of this exhibition was in the hands of a single private collector. I worked most of my life to acquire and catalog these priceless pieces that you see before you. And then in one fell swoop, it was taken away from me. But tonight, I shall be paid in full. 
So it's not. It doesn't Fine. seem like it's all about the money. It's a it's terrible like, motive. No, it doesn't yeah. make much sense. Mm-hmm. We get a great <laughs> shootout. Um, Jackie Chan eventually straps the bomb to himself, and he's able to kind of use that as another prop to fight off some guys. Uh, and then <laughs> after Chris Tucker's like, why you got the bomb? Get that way, Jun Tao. Jun Tao. Yeah, chase Jun Tao. Yeah, go give it to him. So he's climbing up. Because, I don't know, I guess the getaway is up. Because he can't climb down. <laughs> no, because there's a helicopter in another scene. They're yeah, going to pick him so, up from the roof. So they're trying to make their way up Classic top. Classic rooftop pickup. The end of the fight scene that they have here, when Jackie Chan is dangling, hanging from the top of it. And yeah. He yells at Carter, do something, help! I love that Carter, I mean, he does it comedically, but... If we just really take a moment, I mean, dang, that guy can stay calm in a sticky situation. Jackie Chan ends up like on him, straddling him, and then kisses him, like, thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. And he's like, what was that? And uh, Jackie Chan's like, I was just being polite. And he's like, next time be polite to my nuts. Yeah, you just saved a guy's life. <laughs> That's that guy great. almost splattered that. to death in front of you. I miss a nut like, scene. So was he saying, like, kiss my nuts? Because uh, that's what he seems to be implying there. Suck yeah. my kiss. <laughs> Hey, all you five GFA fans. I'm here to talk about June Towel. June Towel? June Towel. June Towel? That's right, Pollard. June Towel, an all-new monthly subscription service. I mean, I could really use a lot more towels every June. But it's July right now, and that's going to be an issue. But if you sign up, you'll get a new towel next June. So you're saying if I sign up now, I will get a towel in next June? That's exactly what I'm saying. Next June, you'll get a brand new towel. How much does it cost? $420.00. Paid twice annually, biannually. So what you're going to have to do is twice a year, you're going to pay the $420. So that's like $840 total. And and then what's going to happen is after you do the two payments, those are going to get credited to your account. When it's next June, you're going to get your new towel in the mail. So what you're saying is if I pay $420 now, I'll have another payment in six months of $420, and I will receive a towel in June. Uh, yeah, that, that work, that's how it works. Um, after you've paid the two payments, that it's $420, so it ends up after you've paid the $840. Next June, June 1st, you're going to get your towel in the mail. And um, from there, you're going to be resubscribed for the next year. Uh, what happens if at any point that I want to cancel? Next June will be the first time you get the towel. If you cancel now, you'll get you'll still have to pay the uh, another eight hundred and forty dollars the next year for your towel. But after that, you will be unsubscribed. Well, I'm all in. If you pay now, you'll get your towel in June. No, I'm happy to to wait for a towel in June. I think that's when I need my towels more than ever uh, in the year. So I'm going to sign up. I'm going to go to the website. I'm going to send a payment, and then I'm going to wait six months, pay another 420 and then I can expect my towel in June. I don't really uh, plan on canceling, so I'm not really concerned about that. But what I am concerned about is when I'm getting my towel. Well, I think the first, you're, you're looking at it as two payments of $420, and it's not. It's a one-time payment of $420. Biannually, it's paid biannually, which means twice a year you'll have to pay that one-time payment. Is there a way that I can set up auto payment? What? Pay now, get your June towel. Uh, let's get into some categories. Let's talk about best scene I saw. We've gone over everything that happens in this movie. What's the best scene that you guys Smitty, saw? what saw did you see that was the best scene you saw? The best scenes I saw, the two, are when the song War is used in each part of the movie. First in kind of the first... Is, middle, that a, is it a Jeff Healy original? Part of, uh, I wish, man. No, some guy named Edwin Starr or something. Jeff Healy arranged it. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So they're bonding and they're listening to the war, 
What is it good for? You know, we all keep we going. All love keep it. going. That's good. No, keep Why going. Why stop there? I don't know how it goes. Absolutely not. Sing it again. Wow. Whoa. Good God. You all. You are. No, it's y'all. You are. Y'all. You know, that, that Bonnie's <laughs> he in there. teaches them how to say y'all. Like. When it comes back around at the end of the movie, they're on the airplane, and there's and Carter's like, man, I'm excited for a vacation. I haven't had one in so long. And he's like, how long is this flight? He's talking Anyways. about all the hand jobs he'll get in China. <laughs> we, <laughs> have we, we haven't done Nick Sullivan right yet. We'll save it for the Nick Sullivan. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so he's like, how long is this flight? And Lee's like, I don't know, about 15 hours. He's like, 15 hours? What am I going to do for 15 hours? And then Lee puts on headphones and starts singing, Wah! and he's like, no. The best scene I saw is the Fuchao restaurant fight scene. Mm. Um, in a long line of Jackie Chan props, my favorite one is the gun in the rug. And he folds it over and is able to flip it to him. And it's a really cool uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker working together fight scene. Right after that, they end up fighting each other. They're covering each other's backs. Um, and it uh, brings it all together. I mean, all of the fight scenes are really good. I could have used three more, but got to pick one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the, the bar scene with the fight. Um, we get the racy dialogue, which, uh, you know... 1998, good stuff. Um, I like the backroom scene with Chris Tucker. You see him, um, you see like his complete character there because he's he's joking, he's his goofy self, but then he's also serious in trying to solve this case. The whole weed conversation is hilarious. The Jackie Chan fight in the bar is awesome, so love that scene. Um, best scene I saw is the credit sequence. Mm. Every Jackie Chan movie has a great credit sequence of him just getting like fucked up, like with the stunts, <laughs> them messing up like the lines. And I really just like every time I watch this movie, I'm waiting for that. I'm like, yeah, yeah the movie's good, but the bloopers. Have you seen yeah. them? <laughs> I've watched a lot of it's Jackie great. Chan movies, and he always breaks his butt in yeah, like yeah. in the sequence. Like he always hits his tailbone on something. Oh. And this movie was no exception. Well, yeah. It just shows how real he is doing his own stuff. He's amazing. This guy's a god. Best scene I saw, I'm going to go with uh, Jackie Chan saving all of the Chinese vases yeah. while he's fighting off the bad guys. Very good. Uh, it's just a great Jackie Chan prop, um, comedic kind of fight choreography that's going on there. And then it's all just one extended joke because he's, he's fighting off trying to save all these vases. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he fights off all the bad guys. And what happens? The vases get broke by gunfire. He sets so up that just, last He just has that. No! <laughs> it encapsulates all of what he does. Exactly. It's like just a classic Jackie It's Chan. like the wide shot, though, of him like walking away yes. and then like flinching at the yeah. gunshot and then watching it That's break. the punchline. And, so and, and we don't get to see Jackie. He's more of the straight man in this movie, yeah. Jackie Chan. He's very serious in all of his dialogue scenes. And that's the one... The one time we get to see him be a little bit more comedic, and yeah. you know that he he choreographed and set up that whole thing for sure. Let's talk about how did he do that. What's the scene where you just you're just wondering how did he do that? How did he get the clearance to drive all the way onto the tarmac? <laughs> how did he sneak onto the onto the airplane? It's just very unbelievable. Don't know yeah. how he did that. Yeah. Again, pre 9/11, so different time, but crazy yep i put pretty much the same thing how did chris tucker uh get away with posing as a ground crew for the plane this is a new category we're introducing for this movie what is it aaron that had to hurt 
There it is. Perfect. So that had to hurt. And it could be emotional. It could be physical. What's a scene where yeah, you're just thinking? Yeah, someone got hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> Chris Penn, that had to hurt when he found out that Chris Tucker was a police officer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That had to be pretty devastating. You know, he had this whole deal. As Kyle mentioned, poorly planned deal. So yeah, the, the front of the this diner. Guy, this guy wasn't a high-level criminal. He was just doing his best, trying to get by. But they're and, giving uh, him C4. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he was irresponsible with it, and he got, and that had to hurt. Uh, that had to hurt. Uh, it's an exchange between Lee and Carter when he first gets off the plane. Lee says, and this is Jackie Chan's character, why would they not want my help? And Carter says, because they don't give a damn about you. They don't like you. I don't like you. And Lee says, I don't care. I'm here for the girl. And Carter says, the girl don't like you. Nobody <laughs> likes you. <laughs> And that, that had, had to, to hurt. You took a 15-hour plane ride from fucking Hong Kong <laughs> only to find you. out the guy that picks you up from the airport hates your guts and everyone else does? Apparently Ouch. the girl you love. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take care of her. Yeah, that had to hurt. My that had to hurt is uh, more of an emotional hurt, guys. Uh, after they... Uh, do the mess up in the Fu Chow restaurant. Um, they're both kind of fired, and Lee is going back on the plane, and Carter is calling Elizabeth Pena, and he's like, listen, like, we gotta save this girl, like, we need your help, like, we gotta find out, like, wh- where's the console gonna be tonight? Like, where's he gonna be? You can really hear it. Yeah. And Carter's voice, he's it's like... It's the first time she's like, yeah. all right, I'm going to take they're you seriously. Des- yeah, they're desperate, and he, he's always joking around with her, and he's like, and she's like, all right, I'll see what I can do. He's like, no, there, there, there's no scene. I need you to do it. Can you do it for me? And she's like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. And then, of course, he has to ruin it by just a classic 90s male chauvinist line. And one more thing, what color panties are you wearing? Yeah. She, Definitely not Brett. Definitely not Brett Ratner's edition. <laughs> no. 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 Ratner had nothing Ratner to do with it. Ratner didn't write that? That's not... No, he had nothing couldn't have been to do with him. that. Okay. Yeah. My that had to hurt is uh, just what Lee has to go through after getting taken off the case. I think emotionally he was really invested. Like, this is his family friend, or, or is he related? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Family friend. And, yeah, uh, very close friend. And he's on that plane like, I'm a disgrace. Like, I don't belong on here. I messed up really bad. And there's no way to save it. Chris Tucker, of course, pulls him out of it. But I think that had to hurt. Yeah, setting for up on that plane ride had to be such a anxiety. Like this is, yeah. I just got to sit here and think about this for 15 hours. Yeah, for 15 like, hours, yeah. Let me do a behind the scenes that probably had to hurt. Uh, this is another little piece of trivia. Uh, Lizzie Pena played a prank on director Brett Ratner in which she appeared on the set wearing nothing but her character's bomb squad vest. I bet he hated that. According to Pena, she thought Ratner would laugh. <laughs> But instead, he was extremely nervous and embarrassed. Consummate gentleman. Oh. <laughs> that is on brand. As a, as a very, yeah, he's a very modest human being. So, you know, Elizabeth Pena trying to get that joke over on him and it not going well, that had, had to hurt. hurt. Yeah. So this is a category we've been doing for a little bit. Who organizes the reunion for this movie? All the people that are involved, who gets everyone back together and says, remember that time? We save the consul's daughter and learn how to take a gun from somebody, learn how to not use the N-word, etc. Who organizes a reunion for this one? I think Lizzie Pena organizes the reunion. Mm. I think for a different reason. I think she's... She turns this into a whole bomb squad, you know, career, chapter of her career. Yeah. So she's looking back fondly at this time because this was the time she first disassembled a bomb. Her first success in the field, yeah. So I think she... That's more of a... It's a bigger moment for her. 
And she uses that as an excuse to get everyone together to reminisce about the time they thwarted this. Uh, I had her as well for a little bit of a different reason. And it was that in the beginning of the film, you're set up like she wants to be Chris Tucker's partner, uh, but he's unwilling. And I think that she's led to believe after this movie um, that she's done what it takes to finally be his partner. But he just pushes her aside again. And so she turns like much more... Um, like desiring of that like hey guys remember that time like let's mm-hmm. get back together let's uh let's relive that. remember when i saved the day with you guys yeah. and they're just like yeah. just go back to your like bomb squad <laughs> test like nobody <laughs> likes you so mine is chris tucker obviously uh early in the movie he gathers the entire office around him <laughs> to, to tell about his conquest from the night before where he blew up a car in the middle of the street like this guy will take any chance to just be like, yeah, let's celebrate me. Let's get together about me, Chris Tucker, the guy that solved the case from the night before. Like, the whole precinct was around him. Yeah. So I think if anyone's going to get together and be like, let's like get the gang together and celebrate the time we saved the Chinese consulate's daughter, it's going to be Chris Tucker. Yeah, That's yeah. a very realistic prediction. Yeah. I'm gonna go a little bit different. I'm gonna go Suyun is gonna organize that the That was gonna be reunion. mine. I was gonna But say. what I'm thinking is I'm gonna take this a little twisted, a little bit <laughs> weird. She organizes the reunion because her whole experience just messed her up psychologically for life. Wow. So she's gonna bring everybody together that was involved in this event and just kind of send them through a series of saw traps and torturing Ooh. devices. Get some closure. Exactly. Just so she can make them kind of suffer the same way mm-hmm. that she did. All right. Uh, moving on, Clutch Award. Clutch Award is whoever has the least amount of screen time but makes the, the largest impact. I said mine, Stucky. John Hawks. <laughs> Stucky. He, yeah, he's the one that sets it off. That's true. I'm going to go with Chinese Tom Brady. Oh, Chinese Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. He dies pretty If he fast. had done his job, no movie. So, <laughs> oh, I see. So good for him. I see. Uh, also, the, Clutch um, death. the street vendor <laughs> that... Um, Tells Chris Tucker this isn't soul food. Yeah, yeah. He says he's Chinese not a punk food, ass no bitch. soul food here. <laughs> My clutch award goes to Sue Young. Ooh. Uh, she does this sweet spin move when she goes off to school where they lock like fingers and then he like spins her around and she goes off into the limo. I love that. Um, and then she starts singing Mariah Carey just so joyously in the limo before she sees her two handlers get brutally executed in front of her. And then, at the end of the movie, she saves Chris Tucker from exploding both of them. She's like, no, no, no. He's like, the safest thing is to take it off. And she's like, no, we're, they said we'll explode Ooh, if we take it yeah. off. That's true. And Good so the call. whole movie's over at that point. And then on top of that, she's so likable the whole movie. You're just like rooting for her. And if Definitely. you don't like Sue Young, you're just like, this movie doesn't work. But you want her to live, like, and so she's the clutch award for There's me. plenty of After. little kids that are annoying in movies yeah. like this that you're like, I she's don't even great. care if that kid lives. Yeah. And her, you definitely you do. You want her yeah. to. At the end, when she's doing the whole, like, come on, press the button. Right. You're just like, fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah Sue Young. Go ahead. Press, press the button. The button. <laughs> this category has become who do you like the most in the movie? Um, so <laughs> She's not in the movie a lot. It's no, a clutch no, award. Yeah, she's in yeah, it for, like, a minute and a half. Well, usually we talk about, like, who has the least amount of screen time, but if affects the plot the most like she, does she something. is the plot and she's in it hardly at all yeah. she does the whole jackie chan like punch him in the nut scene twice which is great yeah great nut <laughs> yeah. punch of the yeah. 90s like an affectionate <laughs> nut punch yeah, yeah. that's and how they say hello it. you believe their relationship and she sells it I'll jackie give it to chan you. I'll doesn't give it to sell you. it you got me with the clutch award when you said that 
uh, without her, like Chris Tucker and her would have exploded. Mm -hmm. Without her explaining, mm -hmm. like you can't take this off, otherwise mm -hmm. the bomb's gonna explode. So my uh, clutch award is Consul Han. Mm -hmm. So he's in a lot of scenes, but he doesn't say a lot, and most of what he says is a lot of, you know, he's. It's like in a different language or something, though. <laughs> well, I was gonna say he has a little bit of Cut Moranis in him. It's kind of just like <laughs> you know, what whatever, like oh. Okay, I'll do whatever you say. Yeah, just do it. Like he doesn't want his daughter to know? die. <laughs> well, but also his wife probably left him. We don't see the wife. Her at all. wife. Yeah, they, where's the wife? She died, and they mentioned it early on. He's probably got a monster dong. He's slinging it all <laughs> yeah. over Los Angeles. Console dong. He's yeah. just clearly <laughs> overpowered in this kidnapping, and he, you know, doesn't doesn't. Uh, the only thing he really says is like when when Lee first comes over, like you know, this is a friend. Like yeah, he's loyal let, to his let friend. Let him help. Yeah. But then like you know. That's kind of it. He's kind of in the background. Like I know it's a tough time for him, but let's go to let's go to quotes. quotes. And there's so many for this. A movie. lot of good quotes. There's there's the ones that you remember, obviously. Like, uh, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Don't you ever touch a black man's radio? But there's so many that I forgot that were even in here. Um, that are just so good. They're like blink or what's the equivalent of blinking with your hearing? Close um, your ears for a second and you miss it kind of quotes that are just so good. Close your balls or else. Yeah, exactly. There's so many good ones. Let's go around and share a couple. Mine is uh, in the pool bar scene when Chris Tucker's putting on the act like he's the big hot shot cop. Um, Jackie Chan leaves so he's able to drop the act. But then um, when he comes back, he's kind of putting on the tough act again and he's leaving the room. And right before he leaves, the last thing he tells him is to, eh, and brush your teeth. <laughs> Like, clean up this place and, and, and brush your teeth. So good. So good. In the same scene, I have one where he's talking to, he's got the gun out when Jackie Chan's there, so he's like, you know, kind of putting it on for them. And he sees the one guy and he's like, MC Hammer's dad, put the goddamn gun down. <laughs> and they like go to a close-up of this old hippie-looking guy with the afro, and it's just like, yeah, that is MC Hammer's dad. My quote is the, uh, don't you ever touch a black man's radio? I've incorporated that line into my life since seeing that movie. Obviously, well, not obviously. Some of you may not know. I'm a white guy. Um, really? But I've incorporated that into like, don't you ever touch a white man's golf clubs? can't believe that it stuck with me like that, but I do use it still today. So definitely that. Yeah, I, I really like uh, the Jackie Chan line of not being able to speak is not the same as not speaking. You seem as if you like to talk. I like to let people talk who like to talk. It makes it easier to find out how full of shit they are. It's a good and one. then Chris Tucker's <laughs> response is, I understand. Uh, Where'd you sit? I also have down, hey man, I got you a beef and bean burrito. I just love <laughs> right. that. It's just like the way that he says that, he's just like, Jackie Chan's going to be so thankful that I got him this beef and bean burrito. The uh, assignment for the FBI. Love that part. <laughs> it's great. The, when the, he gets the Chinese food and the guy says, I'm no punk bitch. We already yes, talked about that. Love that. The police chief where he's like, we lost a lot of evidence. He's like, we still got a little bit left. Yeah. <laughs> he says, you blew, you blew up half a city block. Yeah, yeah that block was already yeah, messed that up. That block was already fucked up. When he's, when he's trying to get in with Jun Tao, he's like, I know Jun Tao. We're family. Like, I'm from over there. Like, Me and him, mama. Yeah, we have the same. Yeah, I'm black and these. Mm. We got the same mom. Oh, and then the same scene where he's like, no, 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 no. He was just kidding. Let's pray about this. Let's uh, let's move on to the next category, which is what takes me out of this movie. What's what's something that you saw that just it was so unbelievable it completely took Besides you out of the movie. Besides all the racist stuff, oof. 
I mean, putting, what racist stuff? Putting it into context. <laughs> Brett Ratner would never. <laughs> knowing when this movie came out and taking that off the table, it's the uh, stupidity of the FBI guys sending their group into that building when they shouldn't have takes me out of the movie. What takes me out of the movie is Camel's Hump. Can you get that in California? Is I, that a dish? I looked it up. It's a real thing. And one of the first things that I saw when I looked it up, it, it was uh, on a message board that just said, is Camel Hump a real Chinese dish? I just watched Rush Hour. Well, so it sounds like we don't know. <laughs> no, but on the message board, they said yes. <laughs> Let's do uh, McMulligan. What's McMulligan again, Aaron? A thing that you saw in the movie that you said, they could do that differently. They it and change what happened already. <laughs> I want... <laughs> I want more Jackie Chan stunts. That's what I yeah. would change. I could use twice as many. So I just say keep rolling, keep that guy jumping, um, and that would make it better. Fair I'd enough. go with the uh, the use of the N word and the PG thirteen rating that accompanied it. Yeah, um, that's maybe that's just good. a sign of the times in nineteen ninety eight. But uh, yeah, just change that. Uh, let's go to SOS. Our SOS category is uh, what would the spinoff origin story or sequel be? Now, you know, keep in mind that this movie has two sequels already, but, you know, There's let's two sequels wait, what? To yeah, oh, Rush see, Hour 2 and Rush Hour 3. See, huh. that was going to be my thing. I was like, I'd love to see, like, a second movie where maybe they go to China. And then the third, least, uh, at a casino. Yeah. And then the third one would be, like, a neutral. Like, we had L.A., we had China, right. you know, somewhere mm-hmm. neither than. Yeah. Kind of like The Hangover. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we have for this category? So mine is, like, an origin slash sequel. Where uh, we settle the debate of whose dad would kick whose ass. Yeah. Yes, it's good. a Chris Tucker uh, fro and mustache pick, but yeah. he's come to life. And Jackie Chan just looks like Jackie Chan. And it's just they're playing their dads that are like cop is this, legends. Is this like in the 70s? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, they, these dads aren't studs. They're like just <laughs> idealized versions of their Exactly. Kid. Exactly. It's like... My dad arrested 15 people in one night. And then you, like, watch him, and it's like, well, like it's you want to smoke another guy. blunt? Yeah, like, he's, just a, <laughs> he's just an okay cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going off that picture, I want to see the Chris Tucker origin. I want to see How this guy. How did he get on the force? Why did he sign up for the police academy? And then from there till we meet him. I want to see all that and see. Yeah. I, I was one of the things I was thinking going off of that is like the whole time in this movie, it just seems like Chris Tucker is like playing police officer. Right. Like he's like a little kid, kind of like oh, I'm gonna play police officer this week. Uh, like that's just how he acts as a police officer. So that would that would be really funny to see how he would get involved in the force. I have a spinoff, and it is Su Yun, mm, my man. Later pursues law enforcement, and uh, I think she becomes a cop. So, yeah, why don't you write that? Maybe Lizzie Pena's her mentor. No, Lizzie Pena wants to be her mentor, but Chris Tucker somehow still gets to like push her out of the movie. Classic. Love it. <laughs> Let's move on to genre swap. So what would this movie look like if it was just a completely different genre? So I had a rom-com. I think uh, we mentioned Will Smith was in line to play the uh, the Chris Tucker role. Yeah. So I think if we did a, a hitch kind of Chris Tucker, yeah, swap out with or Will son Smith. of a hitch, yeah, son of a hitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ava Mendez plays Lizzie Pena's character. Ooh. Kevin James is um, man. He could either be Jun Tao. He could be the Jackie Chan character. I'd love to see him as the Jackie Chan character. That'd be good, right? Yeah. yeah him yeah, trying yeah. to do all the martial arts and doing the classic yeah, Kevin James Pratt saying the N word in the bar. Saying yeah, the N word in the it's bar. Like, <laughs> it's like Paul Blart. 
Paul Bart meets... Just inserted in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Meets Beverly Hills Ninja meets Hitch. Meets Hitch, because he's trying to also hook him up with some... So you're saying the whole time uh, Will Smith is like trying to solve this crime, but also trying to set uh, Paul Blart up yes. with up with. Um, we push the Mendes. movie back from an hour and a half to like an hour forty five, and just carve <laughs> out the fifteen minutes Perfect. for that. Like, well, there won't be any Jackie Chan stunts, so that's that leaves a lot. But of But there time will be for... Kevin James Pratt falls. That's true. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's in that room trying to protect all the Chinese right. bases <laughs> and just knocks every right. single one over. There's a scene where he can't. Shop. He like can't squeeze through something because he's too. You know, there's one of those. Scenes. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's just all the classic nineties fat scene. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. My genre swap is more of a genre mashup. Uh, I was like thinking about the movie as I was watching it, and I kept thinking like, this is like the amalgamation of like everything we've done up until this point. So hear me out just for a second. Just like in Roadhouse, we have a martial arts expert of little words transplanted from his home <laughs> to a new city to take on bad guys. All right. Okay. And then, just like in Wicker Man, they're not just taking on bad guys, but it's a lawman <laughs> on the hunt to track down a little girl that's gone missing. Okay. okay. He's not really We're good with at, you at so being far. a lawman. Then, on the way, Chris Tucker, just like in Speed, yells, FBI, stop the bus, and then proceeds to commandeer a vehicle from a civilian. Tune Man. <laughs> and there's also a scene. <laughs> where like 10 plus FBI agents get blown up out of nowhere. <laughs> and finally, a black man tells an Asian man, they don't give a damn about you. They don't like you. I don't like you. The girl don't like you. Nobody likes you. Just like how Hot Hands told Marcus that he can't run the ball because he's slow and no one likes him. That's true. <laughs> well done. So it's a, it's a fitting fifth pod. Let's move on to our Blu-ray category. So the only way that you could watch Rush Hour would be to pay for the Blu-ray. How much would you pay for that Blu-ray? All right. So I recall when buying DVDs, there were a couple different options you had. You could buy the DVD or you could buy like combo packs. Mm. And so if I just had to do Rush Hour 1, you know, I'd probably only do maybe 10 bucks. That's all we're talking about is Rush Hour 1. But see if it's a combo pack. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> I'm in for like 200 bucks. Whoa. Wow. So let's break this down. Wait, wait. Yeah. Let's break this down. So Rush Hour 1 is $10. How much is Rush Hour 2 individually? They're 95. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sounds like you're really like 198 198 And then Rush no, Hour sorry, 3? 188 so And then Rush Hour 3 would be? $2. $2, okay. Yeah. Ten bucks. I I really don't need to see this movie ever again. <laughs> wow. It was a good rewatch after having not seen it for ten years, but um, I don't need to see it again. So ten bucks to keep it on the shelf. Yeah, I I remember this being much more of a classic. That prior to watching this time, I would have been like, oh, definitely like a fifty dollar. Like I want this right. movie. After seeing it again, and like Kyle mentioned, it'd probably been about ten years or so since I've seen it. I was I was disappointed. <laughs> be honest <laughs> yeah um and i don't know if i would want this long term so probably ten dollars ten to fifteen i had 5.99 yeah uh, jesus i loved it as a kid and then rewatching it it was like i'm good i'm totally good yep 
Uh, if I see it one more time, great. And if I never see it again, I'm great. So, wow. yeah. So uh, I guess I like this movie a lot more than you guys. I'm going to go off of kind of what Joel said last week, which is I would love to show this movie to my kids and just be like, look at this amazing. <laughs> you want to see racial tension <laughs> yeah, in yeah. LA? Just ignore no. all the N-words. The inappropriate. All four, all four of the N-words. Yeah. Like out of all the buddy cop movies, I feel like Rush Hour has the most to offer everybody yeah but it's got your, a little something kid, for everybody your kid's gonna want to see like the new age buddy he's gonna see 21 jump street for my blu-ray i'd pay 32 dollars. oh that's very precise yeah. all right okay let's go to the last category before we wrap things up here and that is would this movie work as a mcsullivan vehicle i went back and forth <laughs> on this what do you think paulie i think yes really 100 percent. how so of Why? course okay you take mcsullivan who's already a cop right we're halfway there mm-hmm. yep and uh, you put him in the situation where he catches wind of this missing girl. He smells um, it in the air. That's right. <laughs> he, Downwind. He, uh, Chinese girl farm. He's he's recruited by the FBI, um, and then he hears that there's a fifty million dollar ransom. So he's he's gaining some intelligence with the FBI long enough to understand how to sabotage the mission, blow up the girl, and get the money. At first, I was like, you know what? This movie probably doesn't work as a McSullivan vehicle. Hmm. Then I changed my mind. Yeah. I'm like, yes, it does work as a McSullivan vehicle. I think you combine the three characters of Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan, Lizzie Pena, and Pops plays the Lizzie Pena slash Chris Tucker character. I'm so confused at this point. I'm out. No, I'm following. I'm in. So Pops plays two characters and McSullivan plays three. Pena's Pops. Three three characters get folded into two. So McSullivan's definitely banging Lizzie Pena's character. Who is Pops. But also banging himself. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of parallels. He definitely blows up the the Chris Penn car. That is very on brand for McSullivan. Um, the FBI doesn't recruit him because the FBI is very aware of him. They have a thick file <laughs> yeah. on all of his. Yeah, he's one of the top ten offenders. They're in definitely the they're definitely watching to see because <laughs> he could be a criminal. He could be a law enforcement officer. They're definitely monitoring him. Um, he does save the day at the end, much like in the movie. But he also grabs a lot of that cash that's just on the floor. He's so. just got some tape in his pocket and just sticky fingers. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> sticky fingers, McSullivan. Classic Harry and Marvin McSullivan. Definitely, definitely works as a McSullivan vehicle. Okay. So in the McSullivan film, it's exactly the same movie for the first forty-five minutes, and then they get to that really like turning point scene of the war scene where it's like, whoa, who? Yeah, and then McSullivan just has like crazy flashbacks to Vietnam, <laughs> and he just starts losing his shit. And instead of them like coming together and it being like a bonding experience, McSullivan's like fucking war, dude. Like it's fucking weird. And then Jackie just like, well, let's change the subject. Let's talk about our dad. And he's like, yeah, my dad used to put cigarette burns on me. Like my dad was a fucking piece of shit. And it's like, holy shit, maybe we should go our own way. And then so for the last forty five minutes. 
we don't even touch on the consulate's daughter. It's just McSullivan like pity banging himself through <laughs> L.A. and drinking himself to death. Is Jackie it's... Chan watching? Or... No, he's just not even in the movie oh, anymore. Wow. The first forty-five is like consul's daughter, and mm-hmm. then he gets like Hardcore, the war scene, yeah. and it's like flashbacks and Vietnam and my dad and like and then drinking. It's a full yeah, hardcore yeah, penetration. Yeah, yeah. and then it's just sex steamy romp. erotic. It is. It's hardcore. Um, when I was thinking about this category, I thought Chris Tucker is pretty much McSullivan. Everything that he does yeah. in the movie is very McSullivan-like. Yeah. Um, the only real differences would be that he would use like Clint Eastwood levels of racial slurs against Jackie Chan, uh, and that he would probably let him die at the end. You know, when Chris Tucker's like, I'm going to go out, I'll get the ambulance, and he's just joking around with Jackie Chan, <laughs> McSullivan would leave and probably pick up more money and then just walk out of the building. And uh, Jackie Chan would die, and McSullivan has money, and he then he gets all the credit for himself for saving the consul's daughter. Goes straight to his cocaine dealer. Yeah. Just <laughs> if you have money, you don't John need Hogs. Yeah. <laughs> John Hogs. And that's going to do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We're also on Instagram, at Five Guys Flicking Around. That's the number five guys flicking around and don't forget to email us at five guys flicking around at gmail.com that's number five guys flicking around at gmail.com look what i have created i have made fire i have made fire i think this is one of the traits of a really good producer I'm not ashamed keep no more. the talent happy you just killed a helicopter with a car bullets. all right boys prepare to be dazzled Break yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Go tuck yourself, tuckheads. My peffle feather had a lovely little peffle feather. <laughs> <laughs>